0: Hello and welcome to the show with me, Sue Parker. Today, we're talking all about consistency. We're gonna look at why being consistent in working towards your life goals is so difficult. And we're gonna talk about some ways that you can start to be more consistent and focused so that you can actually start to feel like you're making progress. And this is the key here, it's really difficult because the end might be so far away. So let's delve right into this episode and hopefully by the end of it, you will feel like I can take on this. I can be more consistent. I can adopt some of these strategies just so that I can start to feel like I'm making some progress. Okay, so do you ever have these days where you crush it? You get to 1 p.m. in the afternoon and you have basically hit it hard in the morning and you have got so much done. You feel so good about yourself. And then you have other days where as a solopreneur, we are on our own half the time. We get to the day and we just easily get sideswiped, distracted by something that's gone wrong. Maybe it's an email or a sponsored ad that makes you question your strategy. Or perhaps it's just the fact that we're on our own and we still got to pull it out the bag. I find that incredibly difficult. As you know, I've got three kids and... You know, whatever's going on in their world becomes my biggest priority that day, which means we all have to really be disciplined in order to stay consistent and actually make some progress and do the work. The problem is on the days when you don't do the work because there might be a child ill, because you're unwell, because a client's cancelled and it's sent your whole diary and schedule off kilter, on those days when something goes wrong or changes, it's really easy to fall off the wagon, to beat yourself up, to feel guilty, to feel like a failure when you're not progressing as much as you would like. And the thing is, we're watching social media all the time, and here what we see on the social media is we see our idols, our role models, and we see them there, they're successful. We see their highlight reels. We don't see how they really got from A to B because the reality is to get from A to B is actually the whole alphabet and back down again. And we just Don't tap into that when we see these highlight reels. We don't see the nights where they lay awake and thought, I've achieved nothing today. What am I doing with my life? Doubting themselves, but knowing that really, they are just honed in on that process and focusing in on the process they've got to go through and accepting of it, rather than sort of tying ourselves to this outcome that feels miles away. And you feel like you're not making progress to it because you can't see it. Let me give you this analogy. I have a newborn son. He's now six months old. And people will say to me, oh, hasn't he grown? Hasn't he changed? Hasn't he altered? I'm with him every single day. And you just don't notice these incremental changes as much as you do when you haven't seen them for a long time. So think about it. Six months ago, I had a newborn. He was tiny. He was six pounds something. And he was so squidgy and precious and cute. And now he's six months older. He's more like a baby. He's growing into a young toddler to me. Other people see that when they don't see him from weeks on end, but I haven't even noticed it unless I do a flashback on an image and I'm like, oh yeah, that's when Luca was born and it was only November. It's the same with a puppy, isn't it? You know, you have a puppy and six months later they're a fully grown animal. It's the same with you. You're just not noticing the incremental changes that you're making. So why is it that we find consistency so hard when we know that we have to go through the process, but we're so tied to this outcome further down the road? And there are so many different things at play here, but it's worth understanding how our brains work. And the reality is most of what we do, probably 80 to 90% of everything we do every day is habitual. So it's a habit formed that's in our unconscious that we do automatically. When you wake up, how you wake up, how many times you press snooze on your alarm, what's the first thing you do when you wake up? Do you flick to your mobile phone and have a look at your emails and your text messages? I'm not judging you here because the reality is, although there's lots of advice that says, don't log into your email, and I try not to log into my email first thing in the morning, the days you don't, is the day you've had an email from a client cancelling on your appointment. Perhaps your entire business is revolves around you being on social media, you being active on your phone, you being active on your WhatsApp messages from clients or your emails. So you have to look at your phone first thing in the morning so you know if anything's changed with your plan or to know what your schedule is. I understand that. It's knowing that these things are habitual and something that's habitual is in your unconscious and the only way you're gonna to get to change it, which means you can introduce the new habit that you then make consistent and habitual is to actually make it conscious. So all these unfamiliar things that you're not doing, you're not consistent with, they're actually, they're not habitual yet. They're not in your unconscious mind. They're not subconsciously acted upon. So what we need to do is we need to make them habit. When we make them habit, we no longer think about them. We'll think about new things and we'll worry about them. There's this phrase, for every level, there's a new devil. So at the moment, whatever growth phase you're going through, whatever change in your business, maybe you're up-leveling in a different way, you're putting on new workshops and you haven't done this before. Maybe you're promoting yourself in a new way. You're trying to show up differently. You've got new ideas. And as entrepreneurs, we are guilty of having so many ideas. We flip-flop, don't we? We flip-flop between them all. What we need to do is start to adopt a new mindset that says, this is going to be hard. It's going to be stressful. I'm okay with that. I expect it. But this is excitement for the new level, that level of growth. Now, I do a couple of episodes that will really help with this one. One is about resistance. If you check out my episode on resistance, you'll realize why sometimes there is resistance to sitting at your laptop and writing your book, to getting out on social media, to doing a live or whatever it is you've got to do. But there are other things at play here. So we've got this This habitual nature in which we live, and we've got to make these new habits conscious. But all the while, our brain, this archaic brain, is trying to put us in protection mode. It's got a negative disposition. So naturally, it's saying, No, don't do that. We don't know if it's going to be okay. So one day you might do it all, you feel great, you think you're achieving, and the next day you're doubting your plan, your schedule. It feels different. That's not a habitual routine. I've got to work hard. You've got to have so much willpower and motivation to actually do some of those things until they're habitual. They feel na- natural and comfortable. The problem is when we get too natural and comfortable, we don't grow, we don't learn. We just carry on doing those things. And for you, that might be your one-to-one coaching down at the gym. It might be that you know it's habitual to you to make a particular piece of food every day and that's habitual to you, but the reality is you need something more healthy and you've got to change the way you prepare that food, prepare that meal. So when we start to address the habit side of things, but acknowledging that we have a negative disposition, your brain is trying to tell you, no, 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 we don't step out of our comfort zone. We don't do something that's difficult. It feels uncomfortable. It feels risky. And everything around you is saying, no, no, no. And that is why you feel the resistance. You feel that some days you can't do it. So What else is going on here? Well, we know that we've got so many different things against us and that habits, until they become a habit, they're just actions and behaviours. You've got to tell yourself, I've got to do this. You need a load of willpower, a load of motivation, a load of things stacked in your favour and rewards to encourage you to carry out that behaviour and that action before it becomes habitual. But how do you make that new routine or that routine that maybe you've done a while but doesn't still feel like you've got resistance, you, you're not consistent, you don't do it all of the time, then it's not habitual. And the reality is we've got to address all of the things that make those actions and behaviors difficult. We've got to acknowledge those things first and that takes a lot of discipline. Sometimes it can feel like everything's against you. And if you're a woman, you've probably even got the added nature of hormones and lunar cycles affecting how you feel. might be that you have different times of the month where you feel really super productive and other times of the month where you don't and this is absolutely true in your cycle there are phases like around your ovulation period where you are glowing and that was something to attract a mate but you're glowing you feel on top of the world you feel like you can go for it and you're probably super duper productive but then there are other times in your period at the end of the month, after the after the monthly cycle, when you're starting to feel lethargic, you feel low mood, you're craving all the foods that you shouldn't have, you wanna sleep a lot, you're tired. Knowing that you have those cycles means you can hone in on the one to two weeks when you're feeling or the few days when you feel absolutely on top of the world and you feel so super confident because of all those things going on in the background. I think it's worth knowing that it isn't just a case of you've got no willpower, you're a complete failure. And this is what we do, we beat ourselves up. You know, I know I'm programmed, probably like you, that if I'm not busy doing something, achieving something, then I'm a waste of space, then I'm a failure, then I'm lazy. And when we start to tell ourselves those things, that negative self-talk, it becomes self-professing. Because what am I now thinking? I'm thinking, well, there's no point bothering tomorrow because I'm lazy, I'm stupid, I can't do this, and I can't be bothered, and, and you're a failure, Sue. But the reality is we've got to change that self-talk up and say, okay, today it's hard. But you know what? That hard means it's going to be worth it. That hard means I'm a stronger person than the old habits and routines holding me back in my comfort zone that I know I can do everything that they can do because if they can do it, there's no reason I can't do it. But it's going to be hard. Brendan Bouchard has this phrase, it's called honoring the struggle. I really like that because I feel that 90% of the time being a mum, I'm honouring a very big struggle. But the reward of having the kids is absolutely immense. In the same way entrepreneurship, you honour the struggle of the fact that it's blooming hard. You've got to put yourself out there all the time. You've got to do things that feel outside your comfort zone. You've got to learn something because you're a solopreneur, you are wearing all these hats. You have to know enough about your finances, about your marketing in order to get going until you can afford to buy a whole team to do these things or outsource loads. And that's hard so honoring the struggle is a really good mindset so i want to delve into how we start to become more consistent but knowing that this is a long game and i'm going to share loads of strategies with things that have worked for me mindset shifts that have worked times when i've failed and why i've failed over a few episodes but in this one i just want to give you three pointers that are going to get you on the right track because i feel if we overload you with information we're not gonna do anything, are we? You know, I could deliver you know, an entire course of 10 weeks on this topic about telling you about how your mind works, about what's going on in the background, about your feelings, your hormones, about everything else that's going on here and how 20 different case studies of stories, but the reality is you just need a few few key ways if you're out on a walk to feel empowered after this episode to put into practice some really great things. Now, there's one thing we've really touched on here quite a lot, and that is mindset. There is no such thing as willpower. If you've read Atomic Habits, if you've done any of the research on willpower, you will understand that it's all about your environment, how you're set up for success, and there is no set number of repeats of an activity you've got to do before it becomes habitual. It's just do it many, many, many times. The reality is in your mindset, you have been conditioned to do certain things. In my mindset, I was conditioned to have a corporate job if I don't go to work nine to five, if I don't sit with a team of people and monitor what they're doing or have them come to me and tell me how they're progressing on certain projects that I've got a boss that I'm accountable for, then I found it very difficult. As an entrepreneur, you're on your own. You are your accountability partner. And even when you get one sometimes, because you are not invested necessarily in yourself as much as you are when you owe somebody else, you can still make excuses. Let's face it, we do. So instead of thinking, I have no willpower, I'm weak, I'm pathetic, I'm a failure, let's flip that positive mindset. Let's talk to ourselves in positive language. Let's say, I know this is hard, but I know you can do hard things. Let's tell ourselves that frequently, every single day. Not only do I know you can do hard things, but I know you've done it before, you did it yesterday. Let's celebrate those things you did yesterday. Let's celebrate the person you were a year ago and what you know now. Remember I talked about my baby having grown so much in six months? You haven't noticed how much you've grown. So acknowledge it. Take heed on how you are progressing, how you are growing. Let's acknowledge that this growth is hard. It's going to take motivation, but let's make it easy on ourselves. So a few tips and a few things that we can take to make this easier on ourselves. So one, I'm going to focus on the mind-body connection. When we feel good, when we're exercised, we're nourished, and we've had a really good night's sleep, we are more likely to get up feeling ready to take the day on. If you have less than seven hours sleep, then studies have shown you are at risk of depression. You're more likely to feel depressed. When we're depressed, we don't wanna get out of bed, we wanna put on Netflix, we wanna curl up in a ball, we want to just grab a cup of tea and sit, and sit on the sofa, don't we? I have been there, it's hard. And when you're close to burnout, because you've not been doing the self-care, you've not been exercising, eating well, you've not been taking care of your sleep, then that's exactly how you feel as well, that you can't function. Focus on your self-care. I have an episode on the 3 2, one habits of good sleep. Check that out just to get you started in your perfect, ideal routine to start looking after yourself. Now, you might already be doing great things and know that you need to take care of yourself, and that feels like a huge task in itself. So let's focus on a practical thing that will really help to change how you approach each day. I want you to think about planning and scheduling a lot more. Be super intentional about what you want to get done. Some people work in two-week sprints. Some people work in 90-day challenges. I like the 90-day challenge. The 90-day challenge is something you can get done in three months. It's quite substantial and is going to move the needle for you. For three months, you might be focusing on content for your podcast. For three months, you might be saying, right, my one major goal is this workshop I'm gonna develop and I'm going to keep practicing my marketing for and I'm really gonna push that. For three months, I'm gonna focus on a retreat that I'm planning. So for three months, you set yourself a challenge of doing something. You focus on one thing only at a time and everything else you leave on an ideas board or an ideas journal that is, might be by your bed so you can offload every night. The ideas are not lost, you'll come back to them. But this 90-day cycle, you're going to chunk up into two-week sprints or three-week sprints. And during those three weeks, you're going to have something you're going to focus on. Think and plan on paper is really valuable. There's lots of your old self-help gurus that have proven many, many, many times that people that write down their goals, people that plan on paper, they get it out of their mind. They're able to see it. And this is why I'm old school and I'm not great on planning on my laptop. So plan out what you want to do. And that way, at the start of every week on a Sunday night, yes, the night before, a Sunday night when you probably don't feel like it, flick open your schedule, flip open your plan. Whatever your project plan says you should be working on, I want you to think about what you're gonna do on each day of the week. What is the one task, the frog that you're gonna eat that you will feel so accomplished if you get done? That way, if you have busy weeks and quiet weeks, you can schedule them out throughout the week alongside your client calls, and you can make sure you're getting those needle movers done. Do this every night. Before you start the following day, you take a look at your plan, what you need to achieve, and you make sure that that next morning is not lost to distractions. Because here what happens, we sit down at our desks, we think we're gonna get started, but we've got to think, ah, what am I doing today? What was I supposed to do? What would really matter? Oh, I checked my email and then before you know it, I'm completely engrossed on responding to 50 different emails that don't matter right there and then. The thing that mattered, I've forgotten and by the time I get to lunch, I'm like, oh, I haven't done that, I'll do it tomorrow now. And you've given up. That's when you feel like a failure because you've prioritized everything else over and above your key plan, your project. So scheduling, planning and making sure that the night before you are super clear on what you're doing the next day. There's another thing that happens here. Your subconscious during your sleep is aware of what you're gonna do. In your mind, it's already trying to plan out how it's gonna work. That workshop, that podcast you're gonna plan, how the day is gonna work, it's already trying to problem solve for you. Sometimes I can be making breakfast for the kids and I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna recording that podcast today and then a, a thought will occur to me that my microphone doesn't work, that, I need to send something to somebody, I need to schedule it, I need to add it to the thing. I'm, I'm thinking of all the solutions and all the things. And then while I'm in between doing that, I can just pop into the office and set something up. I can ask one of the kids, so that by the time I sit down at that desk, I'm ready to just shake, rattle and roll as we say in our house. So that's two things you're gonna do. You're gonna address your sleep, your nutrition, your exercise, and you're gonna address your planning side of things, but keeping the short sprints. Now, the other reason why the 90-day challenges help and the short sprints help is because sometimes that goal, that thing you're trying to do, that process you're trying to check off, oh yeah, I did all my promotion, I did all this, it's so far in the future and it's so big, you know, that maybe that business you wanna build is gonna give you financial freedom. You're gonna be doing more speaking and more group workshops and less one-to-one and it gives you location freedom and you wanna travel or something. Whatever it is, sometimes it feels so far out of reach, you just can't get there, you can't see it. It's about bringing it back to the now. What am I going to do now? And knowing that that chunk of process is all towards that five and 10 year or three year goal. The other way you can do things that will really help with your mindset, and this is an absolute game changer as far as I'm concerned, is visualization. Sometimes it can be really hard to see yourself in the future and feel like it's believable, You know, that gap I talked about. And there's always a gap between your ability now and where you want to be. We know we've got to work hard, grow and practice to get there. And it's this consistency to do that is what we're struggling with. But what if we visualize it every single day? We journal about it or we meditate on it. When you do that, you have that vision in your mind. It's easier for your mind to start to imagine the kinds of things you need to do, the way you need to show up, and how you present yourself. It's also problem solving. It's doing the how bit for you in your subconscious, in that meditative state. I've woken up from these, these visualizations before now. And I say woken up, you don't actually sleep. You're still just thinking about it. But I've got to the point where I've come out of that and I've walked downstairs and an idea has just popped into my head that solves the problem, that gets me a step closer to that visualized dream. You can do that too. Now there's a really good point to labour here about visualisation. So I've given you your three things and we, I want to labour this point. Sometimes the why of why we want to do something, that dream life, that vision, it's not really ours. It maybe is something we feel we should do because everybody in social media is doing it. We've seen maybe another influencer building something and we think we should do the same. We're not Invested fully in the why of why we're doing it. And sometimes when you're on that path, you don't want to be doing it. Now, I was a woman in tech, and for anyone who knows my story, I actually started doing leadership coaching because I was so frustrated that there weren't other women on that leadership table with me. I could see the talented but underconfident women beneath me on the corporate ladder, and I was frustrated as hell about it. Now, that passion was enough for me to start doing empowerment talks. But when I started leadership coaching, I realized people were coming to me because they wanted to advance their careers. And I'd got to the point where I was rejecting the career and saying, I don't want that. And I don't want that for you. I don't want you to have to impress somebody, to bend over backwards, to fit yourself a square peg into a round hole in a system that doesn't want women there and isn't supporting you already. There should be no reason why there's bias. There should be no reason why there's this. And I started to get so angry. That misalignment, with the goal I had to become the greatest leadership coach and to get women into leadership roles, that misalignment with the business and the work I was doing, and the fact that I didn't believe that women should be there, and I didn't believe that we should have to do these things to fit in and to be noticed and adored and, and to have the flexibility and to still bring up a family. The fact that I had this conflict in my values meant that it wasn't really my goal. And that stopped me because as soon as everything became hard, I gave up on it. I stopped promoting my business. I stopped promoting my services. I stopped taking on new clients and helping them in a a really valuable way. And when you do that, I destroyed the business from the inside out because it wasn't my goal. In the same way that my own corporate career stopped becoming my goal. When you realize you're pushing this boulder uphill and you don't want to be, it can be quite enlightening. So when you have that visualization, it should be this pull that I want to do that. I really want to do that. I can see my why, my value, my purpose. I know when I get to 80, I'll look back on my life and think, oh, I did something amazing that I really wanted to, that meant something, that I knew meant something to every single person I helped. And when you can do that, you can visualize on something and it becomes part of who you are, part of your identity, which makes habit changing a little bit easier. So I said I'd talk about three things, planning, was one of the big things. Nutrition, sleep and health was the other big thing I want you to focus on. And then visualization, visualizing that it's your own dreams. So we've covered three three practical steps that you can start to be more consistent. Number one is make sure you're looking after yourself, your sleep, your nutrition, your exercise. Number two is planning, scheduling, having those sprints, but making sure that you review your plan the night before so you know exactly what's expected tomorrow. And the third one was visualizing your dream, so we know why we're doing it in the first place. Stay tuned with me next week because we're looking at how to start to build on good habits. I talk about the environment, habit stacking, and some real hacks to help you get going, and a little bit more about how that brain of yours is really functioning behind the scenes. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, don't forget to take a screenshot, pop it over on social media, and tag me at I am Sue I love you, I am rooting for you, and I know you can do this congratulations for showing up and being one of the eight percent that actually turn their dreams into reality i appreciate you for listening and i am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life for more resources make sure you check out the show notes underneath don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review and remember you are incredible and if you dream it you can achieve it